What's up for you guys? We are doing another show day recap. I could not believe how many people actually said, oh, I really enjoyed that. Can you do it again? I was like, ah, okay, we will go. Um, I feel like it's been forever, even though it's only been like less than a week. But I feel like this week has literally run away with me. It's gone so, so fast. But I want to give you an update as to the ins and outs, all the details, um, to hopefully help you all in your journeys and provide some insight into mine um let's be honest it's up and down but I bloody love it like I'm not gonna lie I'm just I think it's so important to just fall in love with your own process and your own journey with this and just roll with it just go with the flow because I am really having a really fun time don't get me wrong there's been times where I generally feel like I've lost my head at times going oh my god what am I doing but over, generally speaking like overall this has been the most it's given me a lot of life lessons this prep so far um and it's been really really cool to kind of like you know have that self-awareness and everything I've learned over the years I feel like it's all coming together with this prep so far which is great so the first thing I want to go into is obviously I did the two bros regional two weeks later we decided to do the two bros Ben Reader pro qualifier so why do a pro qualifier if that's not my goal? If my goal is not to turn IFBB pro, what's the point of doing a pro qualifier? I see it as no different to any other show. It's just another show. And I think it's cool to be in front of different judges. I think it's cool to be in an international circuit. So you're not competing just by UK. Because I think when it's just UK, not that it gets predictable, but you kind of I like the kind of spontaneity in the fact that you really have no idea what's going to happen um, and you don't know who's going to turn up because you generally like you don't know that circle like in Germany or in Spain or in France or Italy or wherever it is. Um, so I decided to go in again for novice and I decided to go in again for my height class. So what was interesting was my novice class both times had only three people and I've seen novice classes stacks like so many people um and I do think it's something to be said about it being the start of the year but I've been really surprised especially like it's weird my height class has been the biggest class every single time but then novice b hasn't been as big as novice a and novice a is smaller so it just shows that I think some people like kind of skip or kind of brush past novice um and I kind of can understand can understand and see why they would potentially not want to do novice um because if it, you know they, they don't know if it's going to affect their placings in whatever show they do also whatever class they do I have heard that sometimes growing people going like oh I don't want to do novice because I don't want like they think the judges are going to see them differently I personally don't think they do um but I just think if you want more stage time and you've got the finances definitely put yourself into as many classes as possible um and I've loved doing the novice and the open height class so novice both times has been three people first time I got a second and this time we actually won the novice class so I got my first ever win at, on an NPC stage which is pretty mad which is pretty pretty cool and also what was interesting was that they kept me on the end so when they kept me on the end I thought oh okay I'm probably maybe like second or even third um so I was very shocked when I got first because you, I guess when you go into an NBC two bro style show, you just automatically think, right, I'm at the side. I've obviously like, you know, you're probably not in the running. Whereas it just shows sometimes that 
what you could, what from what I could understand and see is that they'd already decided that I'd won. They wanted to compare second and third. So I guess it kind of gives people a glimmer of hope being like, look, when you are moved to the center, especially with two bros and NPC, yes, it's a good sign. But at the same time, it doesn't mean everything because I say novice, I did not get moved to the center and I still placed first. So that was wicked. Not gonna lie. That was really, really cool. Um, Oh my God, let's talk about high class. So regional was the biggest, uh, my high class was the biggest high class. Same thing again. There were 12 of the fuckers girls, 12, including me. And I remember just looking around going, oh my, you're like friends. It's like, oh my God. It was literally like, that's the, that's the head space I was in. And I remember voice noting one of my mates. <laughs> <laughs> with that friend's impression being like oh my god I just think I remember just thinking oh my god this is crazy and it was mad because all the other high classes had like three two like three I think one had four and then the high class that you know the tallest one had been in 12 of them so I remember in my head going right let's try and nab this first call out let's go back to basics and the goal I always set is let's try and get that first call out because I always say if you get a first call out You've caught their attention. You're doing something right, yeah? So I remember thinking, right, first call out first. Let's just try. I have no idea, but let you know, if I can get first call out in this lineup, I'll be bloody golden. So yeah, we got first call out. So obviously I was hyped. I got kept to the end. I kept to the sides. And when I actually looked, I just missed out on top five. So I actually could place six out of 12. Now, let me tell you, six out of 12 at a pro qualifier is not too bloody shabby. I have to say, was I a bit gutted that I didn't get top five? At first, yeah, but then after that, I just thought, nah, like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like, just to kind of get that first call out in that big, like, because I've done bigger classes, but not, I guess to do it at a pro qualifier um, was really, really cool. It was really, I was super, super happy with it. Um, and what I had to do within the, the first, like, yeah, the first show, which is the regional up until Ben Reader. So within 12 weeks, I was so surprised. Like, because I knew we had to get Lena from the back. I knew that. Did I think it was possible? Yeah, but oh my God, I can't actually believe what Joe was able to do. Like, and it just shows right. Because honestly, in my head, I was like, uh, I don't know realistically what, what is possible to do in two weeks. Like, I was really thinking, is there any point of doing this pro qualifier? Like, that's where my head was going, Um, like during this time. But my God, the difference we were able to make and the changes, it just shows that that first show, you've just got to flush out all your bloody stress and cortisone fluid. I just feel like the first show, it's just flush all the shit out, all the prep shit, a build up, just flush it, flush it away. That's generally what I think I've learned this season is that the more, you know, if you stick with it, if you keep going and you, you, you do stay with, with everything as best as you can, like, you do, you will start to find that you'll get, you'll start to improve and get better show to show. Um, uh, yeah, I generally, I could not believe what we did. So the plan was, after the feedback we got, was to come in leaner for the back and then push harder at the end. Now, I was super happy with the physique I brought for two bros. We were fuller. Oh my God, we were so much fuller. And interestingly enough, the same stage rates. But I'll be totally real with you. I let stress get to me um on the thursday friday like i just i don't know why i just felt like there's so many things going around my bloody head like trying to sort out compact joe 
dogs, Joe's stuff, my stuff, and then trying to sort out prep things, compact. But I, I don't know why my head just felt like it was doing like this spinning motion. And like, I hadn't, I've, I've had those moments where I felt overwhelmed and all that sort of stuff. And I felt pretty good, but I'll be totally real. The past week or the week before leading up to two bros pro, pro sorry, pro qualifier, I was very like one moment I was fine. The next moment I was like, okay, I'm not fine. I was like getting upset. I was like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm not. No, I'm fine. No, I'm not. And I do think that caught up with me because when I got to Friday, like I just don't know. I just sat there. I just felt like just didn't really, I didn't feel fully like myself. And I think I've definitely learned as a person as well. Like we stayed with um, a really good group of people on the Friday, but like, I think I've definitely learned like, what I need and I think for me like I'm just a bloody loner <laughs> I think when I get to show day I think I just need like or like the day for show day I think I probably worked too close up to the time that I had to leave as well like I didn't wind down I think that's probably where it caught me being really thinking about this while staring outside while that guy who I don't like opposite the road is driving off <laughs> so he always had the thing about bins and I'm like just get over yourself anyway um I do think I didn't wind down enough where I was still, I guess, kind of like blazed, like mentally, like with stuff. Um, and I could see it on my physique. And we also did a different peak. Like we carved up higher, carved up harder. And as I say, this is not, this is just my own personal experience. And this is something that I really want to talk about with Joe at some point on the podcast, but like peak weeks and everything. Cause yeah, I could go into the massive detail of it. But basically we did a different carve up structure um, and I've definitely learned with me is that I, if I'm stressed or if I haven't slept well, carving up close to show doesn't work. It, I still look, I'm still so happy with what I bought. And I'm so like, I loved it. I loved everything about it. But when I looked, I think, you know, we're all guilty of doing this. When you look back at photos, like before show day and you're like, oh, did I, you know, did I bring a hundred? Did I bring what I envisioned or wanted? And the thing is, Sometimes you don't know what that is until you've done the show day. Does that make sense? Like sometimes you have to do a couple of trial runs, a couple of peak weeks and figure this stuff out. And that's definitely like shown to me, um, like the importance of doing that and kind of not getting so hung up on like having to be this perfected, everything on point, like physique on stage. Sometimes you need to kind of, go back and forth and try things. And I think that's the, I'm not scared to try different things. I've definitely learned that as a competitor with like peak weeks, looks, everything. I don't give a toss. I am here for experimentation because I still, I feel like actually I'm probably getting very close. I never thought I'd say that. I think I'm definitely getting quite close to the sort of peak week I think that works for me, the certain look that works for me. If it's a stage rate or not, I don't know. Like we all know, like for me personally, I am so many different stage rates. I've just lost, I've I've lost track. <laughs> I have lost track. Have I got a somewhat decent idea? Yes, but that's just in particular to like certain types of federations in the industry. But we definitely push hard for two weeks. And my God, it definitely shows me. If you're wondering, can I really do much in two weeks? You 100% can. But you do have to accommodate the fact that it is going to feel tough. And you also might have to sacrifice um, the quote unquote post-show like meal. Don't get me wrong. I had my Nando's and oh my God, it was the best Nando's on the planet. <laughs> had my protein and Mars bar. I was like, yes. Like I kind of knew that I was going to have to push, right? 
in these next two weeks. And of course, I could have gone crazy, but in my head, I was like, I'm just going to make it so much harder for myself. And I think it's something to say with like, you know, show maturity. Like I would never, ever been able to have, be in that headspace to go again the way I have done the past two weeks if it wasn't for like understanding myself um, and doing the work like before prep and in prep as well. So yeah, I had a massive big Nando's. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it was great. It was really, really good. It was really, really, really good. Actually, no, I know, that was after two pros. Pro- oh my God, I'm losing track. Basically, I had a very good meal. Was it, yeah, dirty, quote unquote? I don't know. Like, I still, I had what I wanted and I can't actually remember what it was. So that just shows that it was probably not even, I don't even know. That, is that, it's probably a good thing that I can't remember. <laughs> I can't even remember what I had after re- the regional. I had something really nice though. Oh, bloody hell. But yeah, peak wheat brain. Here we go. Um, so, well, pet brain. Pet brain. My God, girls, girls, it's happening. The peak, the peak, the prep brain. Oh God, I'm not going to edit this out because hopefully you guys are just chuckling, being like, "God, Jasmine has fully lost it. She has gone to a prep hole and she's not coming back until later." <laughs> um, but anyway, I want to go into something which was very, very interesting. Um, and I want to talk about my black suit, the Georgia Rose iconic black rental suit if you don't know then get to know but my god i have been gunning to wear a black suit at two bros i'm not even gonna lie to you girls i was like i want my black moment and i know it's not the way to do things i know everyone says oh it's risky and i know people say that's not what the judges want and blah blah blah, blah. but i was like i don't care i want to wear the black because i know i know black is me okay i know black is one of those colors that i just absolutely love i feel so good in it and it translates, like it really does translate. Don't get me wrong, I love the purple from the week before, but the black, like my decision really came after looking at the backdrop. Um, I realized it was yellow. And I was thinking my first head, my thought, my first thought was bumblebee realness. Yes, honey. So I was like, right, we are doing it. I just thought, fuck this shit. I didn't want to watch those Elmo TikToks. It's like, fuck that shit. I was like, I'm wearing this black suit and I don't give a toss if I shouldn't be wearing it or whatever. And I know the statistics, you know, if you look at the statistics, if you try trying to follow the trends, wearing straight hair with a black suit at a pro qualifier should be social suicide. But I just thought, I just feel the best in it. I knew with the backdrop of it being yellow, I knew the contrast was going to work well. And I thought, do you know what? Sod this. (laughs) I could have easily, I could have easily let other opinions or the trends or whatever override my decision, I could have done. Do I think it would have made a difference with my placings? Being totally honest with you, no. I don't think it would have made a difference in the height class um, because at the end of the day, it, sh- it is mostly your physique. Like, yes, bikini color does play into it. I don't want to discredit that. But for me personally, do I think it would have made a difference to my placing? No. And it does show I've got first in novice and I got first call out in a ridiculous class of 12 and I still play sixth. So, you know, when I'm looking at like, you know, where could I have like improved in that in that first call out high class, 
I'm not going, oh, well, if I would have wore blue, then, you know, Decker would have gone up. No, I'm looking at the physique. That's the main thing we're looking at here. Um, but my God, I felt so unapologetically me. And that was just the best thing. That was the best thing. Daniel Spencer came on the makeup. We went for a really bold, smoky eye. The jewelry choices we made, the shoe choices we made. We're going into this actually in a lot of detail. So me and Holly um, Davidge are going to basically doing a wrap up um, and we're going to start doing more of them. But I go into loads of details about exactly why and how we styled things. Um, so I'll leave it for you guys. I probably will leave a link down below to go into the YouTube. So definitely check that out. But I really felt like I was so in tune with me. Taking, I feel like it was a good balance between learn taking everything I've learned, all the knowledge that I have, all the expertise I have, all the years of experience in this industry and knowing what I know, while also kind of having that conversation, going like, what, who, you know, who, what type of competitor do you want to be, Jazz? How do you want to express who you are at the same time as doing what needs to be done in order to fit the criteria, which is a, which is based on an external person's opinion. And I was like, that's my happy medium. And I'm just going to roll with that. And if it, it just felt so good. Like, I can't tell you how good it felt. And do you know what? I've never, the past, this season so far, I've never had like a show day gang. Um, I've been lucky if my mum and my husband joe have been able to turn up i think one of my mates izzy turned at once there's still two of my friends that still never watched the show and it's funny because i keep mentioning the shows that i'm doing and they just keep being busy being busy and like in my head i'm like is that normal for me to still be a bit pissed that like you know i've been i've been in this industry for i can't remember now so i think it's just under 10 years but you know i've been competing for how many years now and these two girls still haven't come to a show I'm like, is that not, is that okay for me to be annoyed at? Let me know because it, like, I'm part of me is like, no, you know, every, you can't expect people to kind of, you know, drop everything or be at them. But I'm like, they still haven't been at one show and that has been on my head. But what I wanted to talk about in particular was like, as you can probably tell, I've never had, I've never been that person to turn up to a show to have a massive crowd or loads of people come and watch me. And my God, like, to have the people that I have around me turn up, you know, it's expensive to go to a bloody show. Like it's tickets are like 45, 50 quid at some days. You're like, Jesus Christ. But you know, like to have those people around me to turn up at the shows, like, and to hear them in this, on stage, like it was amazing. Um, It was so, so good. And it just shows for me, like when I, you know, on the Friday night and even the Saturday morning, when I was a bit in my own head, when as soon as I got around those people, I just felt myself like completely like melt, like completely relax. And it just shows the importance of like your environment and having people around you and, you know, be selfish. Like don't feel like you've got, especially when you have got some people that come to your shows and you're like, oh God, like you feel like you have to kind of like be like the showman, if that makes sense. Like, don't be the showman. Do you? And it's something that I want to talk about, actually, is show day routines and rituals. It's a different episode that I've actually drafted about how to create your own, like, the best show experience and show day environment for you as a person. What rituals that I do now and the routines I have. Like, I think it's so important to have that set up and to understand, like, how your environment is such a good is it can be your biggest asset um 
And Joe, it was really cool. There was a couple of girls that I managed to spend a bit of time with um, at the pro qualifier that I met at the regional and they listened to the podcast. So if you're listening, hey, so good to see you. I'm sorry, I'm so bad at like compliments and nice things. I'm just like doing headlights. Um, but yeah, I generally, I'm so happy with what happened, like how it all went down. Being totally real with you though, I still feel like I have this, I don't feel like I've brought 100%. I feel like somewhere in the middle, like, I think this is important as well. It's good. It's okay to to kind of look back and go, oh, if I could just do something in between of these two shows, these two looks that I brought, if I can go in the middle, that'd be great. While still appreciating and loving those two different physiques that you brought at the same time, if that makes sense. But in my head, I am thinking, oh, I feel like I would love to see what I would look like being in the middle of what I brought, which was like a lot fuller um, in comparison to the regional and then what the regional was. But I'm very aware that to be lean for this long period of time is not good. It's not healthy. Um, that is something that I do need to consider. And I'm still the sort of person that I will not book anything. I have not booked anything since the pro qualifier. Because um, I'm still unsure... I'm still unsure what to do next. And I know that things can change. And like so far, I've really been surprised. And I'll be honest, I've been really like, oh, do I, I don't want to jinx it guys. Cause I've had bad post-show experiences before. I've had those times when you feel like, oh my God, I've literally lost it. Like, you know, we all have been there, but so far I've not had that meltdown. I've not had the urge to have a meltdown, like in that sense of like, fuck this or, it's been such, it's been so good to be in that headspace and feel like I've kind of, you know, I have got myself together. Um, You know, everything feels good. My hunger level, my hunger hormones, like I am feel really good in that sense. Like it's so nice to be in that position because um, I know what it feels like when you're not in that good place. Like I've been there before, but I'm always very aware that like I can ease, you know, as anyone, like we're always like on this tipping, like on this like rope and it's easy to kind of come off. But so far, I feel like I'm in a really good spot that I feel like I can keep going, um, which is crazy to think because I would never, ever have thought I would even say those words at this level of leanness. But as I say, I'm very aware that that could completely change by tomorrow. The next, by the next show, I could be like, do you know what? I'm done. <laughs> Don't want to do anymore. But at the moment, that's being real with you girls and guys. That's where my head is at. But... I'm just happy to just do whatever my body and whatever the universe. I just feel like I'm happy with where I'm at and we'll just flow with it. I'm not going to put any pressure on myself to do a certain show or to do this. I'm just going to go with how I feel at the at that present moment. I have got the only show. I know in my head I mentally have got a show that I've loved and I've wanted to do for so long end of May and that's secretly what I'm kind of got in the back of my head as well so there's there's a kind of rough structure and a rough idea the way I want to see it but I'm so aware that things can change so fast that's the experience that I've had with this industry and myself as a competitor so it's kind of like let's just see how it goes Jazz let's just go with the flow don't put pressure on yourself like don't get so overwhelmed with what other people think you should do like just roll with it like I, you know, this weekend, my husband is at FIBO 
um, doing the Germany pro qualifier with Corey and Mads. And like, God, don't get me wrong, I would have loved to have gone with them. But it just, the universe just didn't, didn't pull through. And that's cool. Like, basically, no dog cover. And I, and even Joe said, you know, I'll stay at home and you'll compete. And I was like, nah. I When Corey's so close to his pro card, it seems so selfish of me to go, yeah, I'll compete, you stay at home. I was like, just nah, not doing that. Not doing that. Even though you have this kind of like selfish part of like being a competitor. But then I was like, if it, if it means that Corey gets his pro card this weekend, and to be fair, there's plenty of shows to choose from, from this weekend in the UK. So maybe I'll be able to try and find a solution to something. <laughs> I'll be able to do something instead of sitting at home. But, you know, it's like, Sometimes you have to put someone else's needs first in front of your own. And even though I would have loved to have done FIBO, it just wasn't on the, it, you know, that's where, this is where my head stays that like, do you know what? Sometimes it isn't meant to be. Even though I was, you know, I was show ready. I could have gone again. Like, yeah, I feel pretty at peace. And if I'm recording this and Corey gets his profile this weekend, my God, I'm going to send this to him and be like, yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. But Oh, one last thing I mentioned was being tall. Height classes in T-Bros. So they are so good. They are so good because usually height classes are five foot five or five foot six and over. T-Bros is five foot seven and over. But my God, the past two shows I've done, they could easily split that height class. And it's mad when you look at the other classes where have like they have like three or four people and suddenly like, you know, there's 12 of the buggers. It does kind of pose the question, obviously when you get into the pro league, it makes no difference anyway, but it does pose the question like, you know, would it be beneficial to have an extra height increment into the into the scenario? But on the flip side as well, I had some lovely messages from people saying, you know, representing tall girls and, you know, do you feel like it's a, it goes against you? And I was like, it goes against you in the sense that if you haven't got the muscle there, it is going to take longer. Like, I'm going to be totally... <laughs> straight <laughs> I've had to really put some time in to build out this frame of mine I, I haven't even now I still probably haven't got enough muscle but regardless of height class they are still and how with you in you know even you in the overall they're still looking for the same things and you can still find the same things regardless of what height you are so it's one of those that you thought you know what there's all there's always a reason why you might be at a disadvantage it could be that you're tall it might be that oh, I can't think your waist isn't as like small as someone else's, or it could be that because you're smaller, you're one of the small ladies. You might feel like you get overlooked. It might you know you can pull any competitor. If I said to them, "What disadvantage do you think you have in this sport?" They could tell you something, and it would be a very legitimate, valid point. But the point is that everyone has that thing, so it's like just don't overthink it. Just go, "Yep, yeah, I'm tall as fuck." And what? Like, there's nothing I can do to change it. So you've just got to roll with it. Roll with the cards that you've got. And then roll the dice and just see what happens. So, right, my dishwasher or washing machine. I keep getting dishwasher and washing machine mixed up at the moment. I don't know. <laughs> but my washing machine is beeping. It's time for my next meal. But I hope you guys have enjoyed this show day recap. I'm a bit sniffy, as you can probably tell. But I will keep you guys updated as Secret Squirrel has got a couple of ideas, but we're not we're not decided just yet. So I will see you all in the next video, on the next video, next podcast. 
And my God, Jasmine's prep brain is here.